Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. This show is brought to you by Dutch Pro USA. Nutrients made for growers by growers. From the base nutrients to the explode booster. Dutch Pro USA is bringing you the essentials that all growers need without the extra bottles. Visit Dutch Pro USA or find their products on Amazon.com. Spider Farmer LED. One of the leaders in affordable quality LED lighting for growers. From the SF Quantum Board Series to the SE Bar Style LEDs. Spider Farmer has you covered without breaking the bank. Find Spider Farmer LEDs on Amazon.com. And AC Infinity. Innovators in the air game. Providing state-of-the-art inline fans, tents, and more to the home grower. Visit acinfinity.com or Amazon to pick up some of their products. And you could save money with any of these brands by checking out the discount codes below in the description. So boys, I've, I've seen some grows from you guys and I see the canopy seems to be pretty good. Now, we all do grow kind of differently. We've gone through this a few times now, but what would be your first thought process going into your canopy management or, or getting the even canopy? Start with Chris, maybe. Uh, well, first of all, what is the canopy? Canopy is kind of the top layer of the plants, right? A lot of people like to keep the canopy even. Um, probably want to talk about the benefits first, right? I mean, there's um, you get the even light distribution uh, across the top part of the plants. If you're doing training on your plants uh, and maintaining that even canopy, um, then you know a lot of people uh, it's deemed that you get a higher yield off of trained plants because um, the even light distribution, multiple coals coming up versus just letting the plant go naturally Christmas tree style, which most plants are just going to grow one main cola coming up and then a bunch of lower branches below that. So um, those are some of the benefits of in, uh, having an even canopy, maintaining an even canopy. Uh, what I will do is I will uh, first low stress train. Um, so that's one of the first things I do. Um, sometimes I'll actually top first as well. So topping different training technique. Um, there's so many different training techniques, right? I mean, we've got super cropping, um, topping, low stress training. Those are the ones that kind of come to the mind right now. And then you can use support techniques. You know, there's there's uh, stakes, scrog nets. There's just, there's so many different ways to go about maintaining even canopy. But the first things that I'll do is I'll look to do some low stress training and some topping. And when I top, it's usually on the fourth fifth node is kind of what i've been doing recently i've done it so many different ways in the past but i like to do it on the fourth node or the fifth node and leave those lower branches because that's going to promote topping is going to promote those lower branches to come up so you have a whole bunch of those lower branches coming up and as long as you're pulling them down you can maintain an even canopy um, and having a bunch of branches uh, versus doing it some of the other ways so that's kind of the way i look at it to, to start what about you Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I think a major port port major, major port, port of this is that uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to correct myself. Oh. Is that uh, you? I, I like to take into consideration the canopy before I even start my training. Uh, before I eat, like as soon as that plant starts germinating, um, it, it, it's a matter of what am I going to do next? What are the next stages? Uh, I even take that into consideration before uh, I transplant. Often I like to take the the, the 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 little solo cup and i don't like if i'm if i'm trying to get that nice even canopy maybe i've got multiple plants uh might not put put that solo cup in the middle of the pot maybe i'm going to put it over to the side of the pot a little bit so that i can have a little more room training to one side or the other maybe you're going to put that pot right in the or that that solo cup 
right in the middle of the pot so that you can have an even distribution of pot underneath so it's not so top heavy or something um things to take into consideration uh before you start trading is uh when are you going to start training personally the one, of, one of the biggest lessons i learned uh on this last grow that i had with this grape ape was i started training way too or I, yeah i started training way too soon i typically like to grow low and grow wide before i used a scrog that was a great technique i then switched to a scrog put five plants under there and i no longer had any room i couldn't maintain the plants i couldn't water them nothing could go on because there wasn't enough room so uh, a little preparation goes a long way How, what is it proper preparation prevents piss poor performance those are all so, peas. i love it all peas by p so it's like uh, it, it, try to think about this before you get started will relieve a lot of that stress and tension later on as you start to get to where you want to be yeah i mean depending on your goal training early and real small that could work depending on your watering system i think is a big focus there if you're doing auto watering or you're doing ebb and flow you could start really low you could start three to five nodes let's say to do some bending or do topping and things like that i on average will let it get a little bit closer to eight nodes nowadays just for purposes of being able to water i hand water most times and it sucks to have to use my small pitcher to be able to get in there thank god i got the little dutch pro one is that little scooper perfect for getting in those plants but honestly I think it really depends on what your, your goal is when you're growing, when you want to start training. Because if you're going to do low stress training, you may want to bend them young and get it working low so it weaves up. If you're going to do topping, you may want to let it get just a little bit taller so that way you do have the ability to you know, water and work it around there. Because when you're low stress training, you're going to still have an open side, so to speak. It's going to bend down and it's going to work its way back up and it's going to have more room there. But you're strengthening that stem with some super cropping potentially as well. Now, some people have like different techniques that they'll go about where they'll top super uh, super crop and low stress strain that's going to get you a beast of a plant when you're looking at multiple plants for that canopy you may want to do a little bit less so some people will go about just to see a green that could be an easier approach a lot of plants in one room over the top of it super full canopy underneath it's a bunch of plants as we're on the other end you could have one big ass plant that's trained a lot that over top of it is like crazy canopy underneath one big pot i've done both and it's hard to say which one I like better. I guess I'm, I'm a, a strange specific person. I like different cultivars, so I usually would like to do multiple in there, but you can get damn near the same end result with little manipulation early on and then more down the road with a longer veg time. So it just it kind of depends on what your availability is in your garden. Yeah, totally. And I think if you're going to use a scrog, then yeah, you're not going to want to train that low and wide. You're going to want to have it higher up. If, if you're only training one plant, uh, and, and you have the ability to, you know, maneuver around that plant, you could still grow low, you know, keep that nice and stout, keep that canopy flat so that you have more room to uh, manipulate the height of your light and bars. And so those are bars. It really comes down to how many plants are you going to grow? Are you going to have more? Are you going to have less? Because that's going to dictate really how, how low or how high you're going to, to grow your plant. Yeah. If I'm just growing one plant or if I'm growing an auto, I stick to just, you know, the low stress training and because I don't want, there's a times where I don't want to slow down that growth, right? When you're topping the plant, you're doing, it's a high stress training technique. You're doing damage to the plant. It's slowing it down, whether it be for a day or so, whatever, for recovery period, then it kind of picks back up. But um, when I'm starting low stress training, it's usually like the third or fourth node if I'm just doing low stress training. Um, so I'll bend that down, bend that main branch down, 
uh, as much as possible, really. Uh, I've actually gone to the point where I've had, um, I think it was on the fifth node, maybe I, I started low stretching a little bit too late. And when I bent it down, it went all the way to the edge of the grow pot and I was able to bend down the very top even more. And that definitely helps promote the lower branches from coming up. You're going to get some genetics where it's so difficult, like they just don't want to branch out. Even if when you top them, like that promoting the the lower branches to grow out, it's just, it can be so difficult um, with some cultivars, at least in my experience. So um, I, I find when I am pulling down those branches, when I am doing low stress training, making sure that that branch that I'm pulling down is lower than the other branches. So the other branches kind of come up and be the dominant one. If I don't do that, then that branch that I bent down and that's kind of higher than the other branches, it's still going to kind of dominate and, and kind of throw off growth and then I have to bend it down more and it just becomes an awkward bend and things like that. So when I'm doing low stretching in particular, I try to make sure that branch that I'm bending down is, is lower than some of the other branches on there. Yeah. Well, especially you're thinking about your bottom, like if you do defoliation or you do the lollipopping techniques, um, then you don't need to worry so much about that, I feel like. But if you don't and you're doing low stress training, like you probably don't need to do all that lollipopping at that point. You're going to want to take that top area and bring it down to there. You want that canopy to be even. So you're thinking about those lower kind of larfy areas. Those aren't going to be larfy anymore. It's going to be an even spot, even light distribution. And you want to almost pancake that plant out. Now, an easy way to do that, an easier way would be with the, sea, or with the screen of green, doing a scrog technique. Kind of like how P did with the, um, keep wanting to say fucking gorilla, but it's grape ape. There it is. You got me trying to think of what it is now. Yes, yes. Well, to be able to have it so you're opening up the canopy, you're being able to evenly kind of work it so that way, even if one's a little bit taller, you could bend it and weave it through and have it so it's even in terms of the whole canopy and the light distribution will be solid, like a pancake, flattening it out. And then at the same time, using the same cultivar. You're not growing five or six different ones to try to see what you can do. Once it's sativa dominant, indica dominant, you know, whatever. Still got to figure out a best, better way to identify those. Like indica and sativa are just plant traits now. It's no longer smoke traits. This is morphology of the plant. Morphology. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, you know, prime example, my last two runs, I had a GMO in there, which was the tallest, lankiest piece of shit. I hated the 13 weeks it took to grow. I didn't even like the smoke. But nonetheless, it messed up my whole canopy because it was so big, so lanky. And there's no way I could have treated that one the same way. I needed to train it way younger. Like, probably three weeks into the, the veg, it needed to be low stress trained thoroughly because the other plants were all like indica dominant, short, squatty. And I had to put them on milk crates as a, to even distribute of the, the plants. And it looks from the top, again, the top, the canopy looks good. And that's what matters. But underneath, it looks like a shit show because it's all different sizes and all everything's just, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Smoke yeah for, the, still. for those tall, lengthy strains, my technique in particular for those ones uh, really is to top down at the third node, like topping at the th- down to the third node. Cause you, you already kind of know that they're stretching when it grows to the fourth, fifth node, you know, it's going to be one of those longer inner node cultivars, right? Like the OG strains, those yeah. are known to be like those lengthy, lengthy strains. So top down to the third node, let those branches grow up. And then I'm topping those branches that come up again, oftentimes, you know, and, and oftentimes I'm just like you do where I'll have, I'll have other plants in the growth space that are more tighter node spacing, smaller. So I need to maintain the size of yeah. this stretchier one. Um, so I typically aim for about um, eight colas, eight to 16 main colas coming up. So I'll top them um, enough. So I have eight colas coming up or I'll do another top and then that doubles it, right? So 16 main colas coming up. And usually at that point is when I am 
um, you know, the other plants have kind of had a chance to grow up and be somewhat even of a canopy. Oftentimes I'm putting those smaller plants on boxes, you know, on boxes or crates or whatever no crates, um, in order to, to boost them up, piece of wood um, to boost them up. So that canopy is even. So, um, yeah, there's definitely some challenges when it comes to maintaining an even canopy when you're growing multiple cultivars or multiple phenotypes that are that are growing differently on you. You really need to execute all levels of training in order to maintain an even canopy. Um, HST alone is not enough. LST alone, you know, uh, can it be enough? You know, it's mm, maybe, um, but you, you really need to utilize multiple techniques. You know, it's like HST will remove the top or, and focus that or re- High stress trading. Re, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. High stress. Um, you're going to re-allocate uh, that energy to the, to the lower portions of the plant, but that's not going to beefen up those stems that's only going to give you more tops or 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 plethora of tops regardless uh it, it's not going to make it stronger that's where i really feel like you need to go hands-on you need to become very intimate and become very aware of all of your tops chris said he runs 18 or is that what we said 18 18 16 more than that it's it can be tough he knows and they become 16. wispy a lot of times too. That's you know, it. and it's a great point that you have there, man. That if you don't train the plants yep. properly, you'll run into like great a lot of tops. You'll have you'll have this one main nothing. stem looking like and then a bunch you know, of Arnold Schwarzenegger, if I may. You know, <gasps> and then, and then you've you got go. the little ones, the little ones that are going like this. You know, this big one will keep continuing to go large. You need to get in there, put your fingers on there, get get get, give them the old how do you do. <laughs> manipulate those stems so that you know you're working them you're, you're you're stretching them you're getting them so that they're going to come back stronger a little more robust because if not they're going to be weak they're going to be they're, they're not going to keep up to that main cola i don't care how much you spread the canopy out and that goes for whether you're using a screen of green screen screen of green or you're just using just a regular canopy because if you don't if you don't try to catch those other lower branches up to that main branch, the main branch will continue to get thick, 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 while the other ones just stay relatively small, you know? So uh, you, you have to be consistent. You have to touch every top. Continue, yeah. continue training. Like, that's another thing. A, a, a misunderstanding is that when you're in flat, when you finish veg and you enter flower, it's hands off. It's away she goes. Oh, God, no. You're training for at least, at least another three weeks. Yeah, but weeks. three weeker. That's, yeah, that's the rule of weeks. thumb. That's the rule yeah. of thumb now. Plus yeah, minus. it's become like a common, like I don't, people don't even ask me that ever. It's people just kind of know like your first three weeks, which three I, weeks. nowadays I'm trying to not even consider that flower. That's when I started 1212. Right. right. When I get pistols is when I start flower. Mm, because right. that's what right. a lot of these breeders are saying to me now when they're like, well, no, 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 56 days from flower. And I'm like, yeah, well, I just switched to 1212. Like, yeah, cool. But from flower. Right. Like when the right. plant's yeah. flowering. The plant starts flowering is when yeah. flowering starts. Right. Yeah. Because well, that, that plant is now using all those stored starches and sugars that it was, it, it was saving during the, the light period. They now, it now has an extensive dark period. We, we know that the, the, the plants are very active at night, probably more active at night than they are during the day. It's the same as humans in our brains. So it's like when, as soon as we increase the dark period, uh, from 18 uh, from six hours to 12 hours well now they're they're working harder now so for these next three weeks all those stored nutrients are now coming into effect and that's why you're seeing that explosion of growth and that's why you need to continue training and that's why hands-on is so important keep tucking keep tucking keep tucking the entire time or at least for that three to plus weeks so that you can ensure that every top 
has an even chance of, of soaking up as much energy as possible. Well, that and stretch it, in those three weeks, man, upward. like Sorry, your plants 30% to double at that point. So you have to, if you're going to maintain that canopy, just know it's going to fucking explode once that 12, 12 cycle comes in. Or once you go into the flowering cycle, because that plant just naturally grows then you, it's like you have extra veg time then. So do your training that you can there. Don't do too much. Like I wouldn't recommend topping then. But no, I wouldn't top either. Cro- no. Super cropping and low stress training. Yeah, I for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bender, howdy bends, duty. Bends, you know? twists, get snap, put, crackle, pop. Put those tops where you want them. You know, like uh, take a look at your canopies or take a look at your screen and say, okay, got a lot of focus on the left side, not a whole lot of focus on the right side. Start bending the plants to fill out that right side. You know, the more even that you can get it, obviously we're working for evenness for light distribution. And and not only that, it's so when the plant is send uptaking nutrients, it's sending the nutrients to all the same spots. You know, every spot is getting, you know, it, it's not dominated in any, any way based on height. So it's sending those nutrients you know, relatively uh, evenly across the canopy. So make, make it go where you want it to go. Yeah. Yeah. That, During that stretch period, you can, you know, one to two inches easy. Uh, it can grow per, that's you know, least. overnight. Uh, yeah. And that's indoors, right? <laughs> Outdoors is a whole different story. Um, and, I personally, during the, you know, the three weeks of, of stretch after I flipped the light cycle to 12, 12, um, I, I will continue to do low stress training, continue to pull down those branches. Uh, but if I find like a branch, like in the middle of the bunch that I can't really pull down and make it lower than the others, oftentimes I'll super crop. So I'll super crop that one, get down, or maybe I'm in a, a, a trellis net, you know, I have the scrog technique going on. Um, I'll just do super cropping and lower that one branch and allow the other ones to kind of catch up. And then once the, once that branch has, has risen back up, uh, hopefully the other branches have kind of caught up to it. Um, so super cropping is something I use a lot within the, the three weeks of the stretch period for sure. Have you ever gone too far with super cropping? Broke that oh, yeah. bitch. Yeah. That's really, really common. I see that in chat over here on Twitch. And, and in that case, I've always gone to electrical tape. That's my go-to. Not even duct tape, electrical tape. I feel like I can stretch it more. I get it really, really tight around the wound, so to speak. And then nine times out of ten, that piece that was broken was the biggest, thickest, nastiest, greasiest bud of the whole mix. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. And I, I got this older hippie dude who taught me how to grow years ago, and he always was so rough to his plants. And it's just made my stomach hurt. I'm like, why are you so mean to them? Like he'd like push them with his feet all the time and fucking just so rough, so rough. And like his plants were always so sticky and nasty and grimy. It's like a defense mechanism. It's like he's abusing. I wouldn't recommend it, but he's abusing his plants, and they were, yeah, they love the abuse. Big word knows it. They, a lot of times they do, and it's it's a resilient thing. Just like sometimes when they get certain pests, it's like the trichomes will become more enunciated because it's a defense mechanism to protect the flower and the plant itself, so to speak. So you you can sometimes manipulate the plant in more areas when you're you're going too far with like super cropping and things like that. But just know it's usually recoverable, and if not, take that and make a clone out of it. That's yeah, what I recommend. And electrical tape's fine. Duct tape's fine. Uh, any type of tape is fine. Uh, I've had good luck using Coban. It's more of like a breathable tape. Um, so uh, you guys might want to try that if you have it lying around. Coban, um, eh? Yeah. Some, some people uh, say that it leads to kind of a fast recovery because it has air. It's able to kind of get air through it. makes it. sense. But, I mean, I don't know for sure, but it sounds legit. But, <laughs> no, it totally but makes sense. Even like medical tape, depending, like thinking about the fact of, of letting oxygen get to the wound, so to speak. That does. I, mean, I see some logic there. I'm no scientist, but I see some logic. I actually there. don't. 
I actually no, don't. Good. I, yeah, That's I'm going to go against the grain here good. and say that I think it's wolf tickets. I don't think it's necessary. Nice. You don't get your electrical tape that tight anyways. Hmm. Like typically, I, despite my best efforts, it's always like wrapped with a, like a gap somewhere on the top, on the bottom. There's tons of air getting in there. But yeah. what's, what's rule number one, though, as soon as you snap that branch, if you snap it off, you need to immediately, A, a put it into water or B, wrap it up you got to get it right back in there and yeah, wrap it right wrap up, it up if it sits beat. out for too long the oxygen getting in there is the worst case that you can't it's not supposed to have oxygen in there so or at least to that that amount and so no i would say that as soon as you snap it electrical tape it we use hockey tape here for everything but electrical tape mm -hmm. is, is is the go-to um but yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure if having more or less oxygen would be beneficial or not or add anything to the equation because i just don't think that it's adding any more oxygen than what we're adding with the tape because you don't get it sealed with the tape so we'll have to try it what so do you think side by side what do you guys think in the chat let us know in the comment section let us know down in the comments below let us know mm -hmm. let us know <laughs> i think that was a great combo guys i mean anything else that we missed i love the fact that we got amazing stashes who fill it in a couple douches but for the most part the douches still are helpful too you know yeah. I, they'll yeah. still leave there they, like they'll talk some shit they'll mention me but then they'll be like you should do xyz and i'm like you're a dick, but that was good, good advice. Thank you right. for that. Right. So at you least we still always it. have good. Yeah, just know how to say it right. But there's always good advice, good information. So mm -hmm. if you can, man, drop it in the chat. We love to talk to you guys. Appreciate everybody who's been on Twitch over here. We're gonna stick around and finish smoking here. Got a little bit more time to smoke. Deb City. Uh, yeah. If you're over on YouTube or Spotify, iTunes, anywhere else, appreciate you tuning in. We'll be here again next time. It's your boy Robin CO TV, Mister Grow It, Pigeons Four Twenty. Stay with you, Joe. Peace. <laughs>